It's hard to imagine the airport this noisy, this boisterous just a year ago. As part of the damage done by the pandemic lockdowns, the tourism industry had taken a particularly heavy hit. Resorts were empty and desolate. Equipment decayed and kitchens and bars were devoid of staff. For the island of Fukuok, just off the southern end of Vietnam, this was the case. Fukuok, over the past decade, has become one of Vietnam's top tourist destinations. In 2017, the Vietnamese government declared Fukuok a special administrative zone that allowed foreign tourists to enter the island for 30 days visa-free. This was rumored to be the catalyst that solidified Fukuok's lively tourism scene, but tourists began to enter the island several years earlier. Though in the early 2010s, hotel chains and resort groups raced to build their hotels on the sandy, emerald-watered coasts of the island. Projects to build resort buildings, casinos, tourist attractions, and cable cars were accelerated as tourism thrived on the small island. Fukuok is experiencing a new life. I land on Fukuok at a newly built international airport full of eager tourists, both domestic and foreign, who are all on their quest for summer vacation. Buses and vans with neon lights on windshields and windows line up on the arrival lane of the airport, with hecklers everywhere advertising their taxi and car rental services to tourists exiting the airport terminal. Compared to the exciting conversation and laughter I heard from within the baggage claim, Outside the building was a different, noisy world altogether. Tourism season is back in Fukuok, and what I saw upon landing is only a tiny snippet of the tourism scene on the island. But it would only be remiss to only tell the story of how tourism came to Fukuok and thrived without understanding the perspective of the people who had originally claimed this beautiful emerald island as their own. This is the first episode of two on Fukuok. My name is Nian Fan, and welcome to the Vietnamese Narrative Podcast. Early in the morning, I had driven out to the eastern coast of the island to the Hamnin fishing villages. No one really knows how old the fishing villages date back to, but legend tells that when the island was, was uninhabited, fishermen from the mainland came to the empty Fukuok Island for its vast supplies of seafood. Early-aged fishermen could find anything from small shrimps to big clams, crabs, and fishes. Back then, according to local fishermen and village people, Hamnin used to be the central hub for all things from the sea. When the waters off Yungdom coast was calm and clear, ships and boats from the mainland parked at the beaches spanning across Hamnin to load up crates of fresh fish and sea commodities and then transport them back to the mainland. After several centuries since the first fishermen arrived on the island, when Vietnam entered the rule of King Minh Mang, more solid wooden pier bridges were erected, which helped more boats to cast their anchors on the island and ease congestion on beaches and coasts. Until the 2000 millennium, there had been proposals to begin building concrete pier bridges in Hamnin. Such proposals came into fruition in 2003 when the first concrete pier bridge in Fukuok was erected, Gautou Hamnin, or the Hamnin Pier Bridge. Nineteen years later, as I approached what used to be the entry point of the bridge, 
Instead, I saw its relics. Upon arriving at my Fukuok resort, I talked to a member of the concierge staff who was not identified. She had worked in the resort since November 2021, but has lived on the island her entire life. I asked her how Fukuok has changed in her view. I think the period when Fukuok changed the most was during the past decade, ever since the island evolved into a full-fledged city. The island overall improved significantly. Back then, it's still a bit desolate and basic. People were still fishing normally, planting pepper farms, and doing what food court people do. Now, in terms of the pepper farms, people still farm them, but it's been somewhat turned into a tourist attraction. Nowadays, Fukuok is under a lot of Western influence. People from the West invest a whole lot into the island, and a lot of them also chose to live here. The hotels here are mostly built and invested by foreigners. The main bulk of domestic investors are mainly from the north, but they make up only a small percentage. Fukuok is the perfect holiday destination. It's green, it's beautiful, and it's natural. Fukuok has both beaches and rivers and waterfalls and a lot of natural sites. It has every factor necessary for tourism. The weather here is also both humid and hot. A lot of people buy houses here and live next to the coast. There's a good mix of noise and quiet here in Fukuok, so a lot of people chose to live here because of that mix. I then asked her about the resort she was working for. The resort I stayed at during my time at Fukuok was one of the oldest on the island, built on the northwestern section of the island coast about 11-12 years ago. Before the construction of the resort, the sandy beach in front of the resort wasn't too sandy. She remembered being on the same section of the coast when she was still a young teen before the resort was built. Originally, the resort area was actually really far from the beach or the coast itself. The rock area that you see now wasn't originally part of the original plan. After they excavated the area and developed this area so that the resort area was closer to the beach, the resort began to build different rooms. When I was still small, I remembered I pulled fish nets onto shore with fishing people. People used to rotate two axles to roll the net onto the shore. The fishermen tossed the net to cover a certain area, and then they connect the net to two axles. Fish that was stuck in the net would be collected from when the net was rolled onto the beaches. Back then, they used to just collect fish right from the beach, but now, after tourism, people were told to refrain from doing so. Now, fishermen only catch fish from the open sea. Smaller boats go night squid fishing. They don't catch stuff from the coast as they did before. Now, people mainly catch small herring, a food called delicacy. For the most part, fish that was caught fresh by fishermen tend to be tastier than the ones we catch ourselves because it's usually unprocessed, whereas artificial pools tend to have more processing in them. To local fishers, the development of tourism in Fukuok has greatly disrupted their fishing area as local hotels and resorts claim control over the beaches and coasts that once belonged to them to unload their catch. On the island of Fukuok, only two places now have a concentration of fishers and their boats. Hamnin, though not as busy as before, and Angtoi. 
Angkoi, on the northmost end of the island, is Fukuoka's busiest concentration of boats, fisheries, and seafood markets. The fisher people population had diminished ever since the tourism industry replaced the seafood industry as the main source of income on the island. Many former fishermen and women could not support themselves and their families with fishing. As a result, many fisher people and their families moved away from the island and into mainland Vietnam. On the other hand, for many locals, tourism presented the island with new opportunities for job and income. According to Ms. Hung, a local fruit vendor I met while at Ang Thoi, tourism helped bring in more customers. She had stayed on Fukuoka for little more than seven years. I sell fruit here throughout the year. The times when guest influx here is at its peak are during early summer, when students go on vacation, and winter, when foreign tourists come here to escape the cold. Later in the summer, the tourism scene here dies down a little bit. Now, everywhere is crowded because everyone is traveling again. If we're talking about the number of hotels on the island, the number grew by a whole lot. There are a lot of hotels today. Tourism is great for the island because it will develop a lot in terms of creating jobs for the people on the island. They can earn a more stable income. For example, early on the pandemic, everyone lost their jobs, but the people on the island were working semi-normally. When the 16th ordinance rolled out, guests stopped arriving. There were no foreign tourists here because no one wanted to travel, nor were they allowed to. But if it was like before, then there was still a small amount. What mattered was that there were still guests. It's important to note that after two years of the pandemic, with the recent relaxing of COVID measures around the globe, Fukuok is seeking an uptick in tourists as people who could not travel before are flocking to the island for their summer getaways. From the perspective of some locals, tourism brought more jobs to the small island, providing a source of stable income for the locals. Some locals had also claimed that the influx of resorts provided better services than what was available on the island before, like rental services, restaurants, etc. Thus, the standard of living in Fukuoka was better than before tourism thrived on the island. But back to the pier mentioned at the beginning of the episode. In 2020, the Fukuoka government decided to tear down the Hamnin Pier Bridge over safety fears that it might collapse at any moment. The bridge was deemed unsafe only a short period after several nearby restaurants' construction was completed, prompting some locals to question why the bridge was going to be torn down. What makes this story so interesting was the mixed responses that it received from the Hamden locals. Some protested the tearing down of the bridge because it was the symbol of the island's history, a piece of Fukuoka heritage that is priceless to the locals there at the Hamden fishing village. On the other hand, some were open to the tearing down of the bridge because it would greatly benefit the area and bring in more tourists. The new bridge could be used as a new tourist attraction instead. These conflicting views reflect a current ongoing debate on Fukuok about the role tourism plays in the preservation of Fukuok's heritage and history. In many ways, the bridge represents how Fukuok perhaps has changed. The story of the torn down Hamden Pier Bridge is a symbolic of the effects of tourism on the island a story I will continue in the second episode in Fukuok.